We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Psalms number one, verse one says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. First Corinthians 15, 33 also says, Don't be deceived by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Beloved, the saying is old, but it is true. You can be no better than the company you keep. If you keep in bad company, I, I don't care if he's your first cousin, brother-in-law. That's some, that's some kinfolk you need to cut a loose. That's my cousin. Your cousin's, your cousin go to hell, are you going to? Okay, you need to screen your relatives. That's some saved relatives. That's some, now, that relatives you can witness to. And they will always be your relative. You love them unconditionally. You be light to them. But don't you let them pull you in a dark hole. And if they're influencing you to the point they're overtaking you, you need to cut them loose. Also, anyone that is a weight on your life, a drag on your life, a hindrance to your life must be cut loose. And y'all need to do some cut loosing. That's some folk need to be cut loose. Out of your life. You cannot make progress while holding on to bad company. I said again, you cannot make progress, all of you, while holding on to bad company. It is extremely dangerous to give too many people access into your life. Everybody just keep coming. Oh, come on. Oh, I've been looking at somebody. Don't be so people dependent. Be Christ dependent. Write that down. I know that's not on the screen. Don't be, refuse to be people dependent and be Christ dependent. These people will send you straight to hell. Okay? So don't give everybody permission to come into your life and they mess you up. You know what happens? They mess you up real bad and then you can't find that rascal. They gone to Oklahoma somewhere. You don't know, you, you lost it. You don't have no, no, no information on them, but they left you all screwed up. They mess you up real good, and then they disappear. Somebody, I can have some testimonials up here right now. Don't put your confidence in man. Put your confidence in God. And don't, listen, and don't give social media too much access in your life. Ask God to help you control social media and not allowing social media to to, to control you. 
Stop trying to be everybody's friend on Facebook. They're not your friend. You don't know them. They're not your friend. No, no, they're not your friend. Don't look at me like that. I got a hundred friends, a thousand friends. I don't care if I don't have one friend on Facebook. I could care less. What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer to, to you than a brother. He is the friend above friends. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Don't get a Facebook friend. Get, get the friend of all friends, the Lord Jesus Christ. Number eight, it is God's will that you resist temptation. The word is resist temptation and flee sexual immorality. Now, y'all, I know that's hard, young folk. The, the way folk are now, you, you cut the TV on, they in skippy underwear, skippy bathing suits. They really, they really just about naked. The goal of this world is to contaminate you. I'm going to tell you that, to contaminate you. The goal of Satan is to contaminate you. It is God's will that you resist temptation and flee sexual immorality. 1 Corinthians 6, 18a says flee sexual immorality. 2 Timothy 2, 22 also says flee also useful lust, but pursue righteousness. Here's what you pursue. Don't pursue the Spurs or Cowboys. Don't pursue, uh, don't, don't, don't pursue the Packers. Don't, don't pursue a people. Don't pursue uh, whatever your, your little cup of tea is. What do you pursue? Pursue righteousness. Pursue faith. Pursue love. Pursue peace. And those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Young adults, Young people, it is absolutely impossible to live in a sin-cursed, corrupt world and not be tempted. You have been tempted. I have been tempted. We all have been tempted. And there are more temptations to come. This world is filled with temptations. And they're designed to seduce you and to destroy you. Okay? Even Jesus himself was tempted but without sin. He did not sin, but he was tempted. You say he was. Just check out Matthew chapter four. You read it in your quiet time. And you see the temptation that Jesus had in the wilderness when Satan came. And, and Jesus was victorious over temptation by using the word of God. The best way to handle temptation is to do what the scripture says and run from it. Be mindful. If you don't run, you won't win. There are some things you need to run from. There are some people you need to run from. That's right. And there are temptations you need to run from. I mean, run as fast as you can. It is not a sin to be tempted. Now, don't seek putting yourself in the place of temptation. I'm, oh, I don't care. I can just go in there. I can handle it. No, don't do that. But you're going to be tempted. But it is a sin to yield to temptation. Also, if you fall uh, sorry. Also, if you fail to deal with your own pride, you are destined to fall into to sin and destruction. Pride will lead you to destruction. I can handle it. I got it. I'm not. I can't. I won't do that. I don't know how she can do that. I don't know how he can do that. I, I, I thought he was better than that. Hush your mouth. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. First Corinthians 10, 12 says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. 
You think you got it all together? You're so strong. You ripe for a fall. Any of us in this room can fall at any time. All you got to do is take your eyes off of Jesus, get away from the word of God, stop praying, and you are subject to fail. You are not so strong. You are not so spiritual. Neither me that we cannot fall. That's why the Bible says pray for one another. It is so easy to sin. I said again, it is so easy to sin. Beware. Say beware. Beware that sin can take you to an early grave. Also, God will expose sin that is done in the dark and in your private life. You keep on messing around, hanging back. Your mama may not know it. Your your sister, your brother may not know it. Uh, Your husband may not know it. Your wife may not know it. Ah, but the day is coming. The day is coming. God will expose sin that is done in the dark in your private life. Numbers 32, 23b says, and be sure your sins will find you out. That's right. It's going to catch up with you. God knows how to shout your sin from the housetop. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 14 also says, for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing. God knows all your secret sins. He knows all our secret sins. He knows your past sins, present sins, and he knows future sins that you haven't even committed yet. He knows he knows the good and the evil. The scripture says in Luke 12, 2, For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Listen to this. God exposes sin not to shame us, but to change us. That's why he exposes it. He wants to bring transformation. He wants to clean up your life. He wants to humble you. He wants you to depend on him. So he just opened up for everybody to see, humiliate you before a whole lot of folk, so that you can turn to Christ and cry for his mercy. And when you turn and cry to him in utter desperation and hopelessness and humility, God will take you and he will wash your sins with his blood and give you a new start in life. Number nine, it is God's will that you guard your thought life. Guard your thought life. Second uh, Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. The key to living a victorious Christian life is to take every thought captive that is destructive and satanic in nature. There are some de- destructive satanic things that come into your thinking. Life's circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him, whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is. God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Parents, don't sit here and tell you, don't ever say what your child won't do. Satan messes with your children's mind just like he messed with your mind. Okay? <laughs> so, so, every satanic thought that is, a, that is destructive and satanic in nature 
You need to take it captive in the name of Jesus. You need to think on things that are healthy, wholesome, good. You need to think on things that are praiseworthy. If you fail to cast out these thoughts that are not of God, if you fail to cast these thoughts out at the point of entry, Satan will set up shop in your mind and bid up and build up and set up strongholds that are very difficult to break down once they become a stronghold in your thinking. Number 10, youth and millennials are required by the Lord as well as all of us to be faithful servants. Those are the two words. Be faithful servants in his church. You're required to be faithful servants in his church at Maranatha. If not, the church will struggle and di- struggle and diminish in numbers as more of the older saints go home to be with the Lord. Serving others. I'm going to tell you something, young folk. Serving others blesses God. Serving others in the church blesses the church. And serving others blesses you. Serving others gets your mind off yourself. I got a question for you. Where is the Lord calling you to serve in his church? Where is the Lord calling you to serve in his church? If you are too busy for God, you are too busy. Write that down. If you are too busy for God, you are too busy. Listen, it is time for you youth and millennials and young adults to rise up and serve. Sir, many have invested spiritually in your life. Now the time has come for you to rise up and invest spiritually in someone else's life. Stop being so self-centered that you fail to invest in children, in the tutorial ministry, in the youth ministry, in Sunday school, at Moore Ranch and youth camps and all of these things. It goes on and on in the math camps, the science camps and all these other things we have. You have a place. You can get on the cameras. You can play instruments. You you can sing songs. You can be worship leaders. You can be all of these things. I don't want to wait till we all die before before it's time for you to serve. We want to train you while we still got some activity in us. Amen? (laughs) That's why we have youth day. Train them up the way they should go so they won't depart from it. We got stage hands. We got all, uh, we got youth and ushers that are ushers. We got youth, all of youth that does parable minds and youth that goes to youth mission opportunities, mission trips in the city and all of these things. You are called to serve now. You're not the church of tomorrow. You're the church of the day. Tomorrow is not even promised to you, youth. Where is your service? Others have invested in you, but who are you investing in? Here's some scriptures on it. First Peter 4.10 says, each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10 also says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. What are you doing To help the Lord's people. Number 11. The Lord requires you to shine. The Lord requires you to be a witness. And not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. People need the Lord. 
Everybody else is coming out the closet. Everybody else is doing what is right in their own eye. Everybody else is doing wickedness in the world. We don't, I don't have to start calling all the stuff that's going on. You already know what's out there. I don't have to call the names. You see all that stuff. And they do it and don't even care. They have their parades. They have everything. And here you are. You scared to even say the name Jesus. You scared to even bless your food. I repeat, fill in the blanks. The Lord requires you to shine, to be a witness, and not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. People need the Lord. Therefore, share him in share him in a generation that is confused. Do you, I want y'all to look at me. Your generation is confused. And you laugh but you laugh because it's true. Ooh, they confused. My generation wasn't like your generation. Y'all, y'all generation really messed up. We had a few confused people. Y'all got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> okay. Your generation. I want you to look at me. Look at me. Your generation is hopeless. Your generation is depressed. Your generation is suicidal. And y'all better watch this Eastern stuff. Doing all this yoga and doing all this stuff, you open. Look how y'all looking at me now. Y'all doing? Oh, I'm gonna have my yoga exercise. You better go do some history and learn about that stuff. That stuff has demonic origins, and some of y'all opening yourself to it. It's all it's getting in your spirit, and you wondering why your thinking is why you losing it. You messing with this Eastern stuff that is satanic in nature. This is a confusion. Yeah, too much Harry Potter. You don't look at me like that. That's right. The Bible speaks against witches, warlocks. The Bible speaks against all that stuff. Spells and magic and all, all that stuff is hellish. Your, this generation is so suicidal. In my generation, I'm going to tell y'all something. We didn't think about killing ourselves. Because no, we did. We didn't, no, we did. That was very rare. I, 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 anybody out there can agree with me? Some of y'all older folk, did you? In your generation, that we didn't think about. We were trying to make it, y'all. We were poor and didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to survive. We were dealing with the times. We were dealing with the movement of civil rights, and we were dealing with all this stuff. We were just trying to survive and keep our heads above water. I mean, and we had to, we were, we we had purpose. We had convictions. We we had we, we 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 knew how to dress. We knew how to talk. We knew how to think. Yeah, we didn't have much money, but 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 we had self respect, self dignity. And we weren't thinking about killing ourselves. These kids, every time you turn around, I'm thinking I'm going to do it. That is so sad. And some of these folk are, folk are going to life coaches. Life coach. How a life coach come to your house and you go into their office paying them $150 to tell you a little or nothing? Life coach, won't you pay your tithes and get, and get the good book and get the Bible. You don't need no life coach. You need the coach of coaches. A life coach. You got to get the Bible. I, I I want that life. All this secular stuff, a psychologist and all this stuff, psychotherapy and fraud and all that stuff. Fraud ain't in this Bible. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all generation in bad shape. And you're going to have to step it up. You got to rise up and be separate. 
and be different. Be different. My friend, young folk, the gospel is our only hope. You millennials, you middle school schoolers, you rest of your congregation, the rest of you out there in the congregation, the gospel is our only hope in times like these. Matthew 5, 16 says, let your light not kind of shine, so shine. So, I mean, so brightly shine before man, men, humanity, people, that they may see your good works and glorify. That means praise, honor, God, your father in heaven. The light of Christ should be shining so brightly in your life, young people, that absolutely no one can miss Jesus in your life. The light of Christ should be shining so brightly in your life that absolutely no one can miss Jesus in you. Can people look at you and tell you've been with the Lord? Are you so much like the world that they can't even see Jesus at all? Romans chapter 1 verse 16 also says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. Last but not the least, number 12, it is God's will that you live holy. First Peter 1, 15 through 16 says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Second Timothy 1, 9a also says, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. Living a holy life means that you must live in pursuit of holiness. To live holy means you must live in pursuit of holiness, continually evaluating yourself if you want to live holy, confessing your sins. Holiness is to confess your sins daily. God blesses a holy life. God empowers a holy life. God elevates a holy life. Young people, if you take these biblical principles, if you take these biblical principles and apply them to your lives, God will make you the head and not the tail. According to Deuteronomy 28, you will be set above and not operate from beneath. The blessings of God will come upon you and the blessings of God will even overtake you when you apply Deuteronomy 28 to your life. The Lord will cause your enemies to your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. God will defeat your enemies before you. Whether it's on your job, in the school, whether it's a professor, wherever, where in the military, there are enemies everywhere. In your family, God knows how to take care of your, of your enemies. Just live righteously before God and wait on him. God will bless the work of your hands, make you, listen at this, when you obey God, he makes you the lender and not the borrower. Now that's big. You say, what, is that in the Bible? You end up lending and you won't have to go borrowing. When you obey God, he won't even let you go broke. Now you got to spend wisely. You got to know how to save. You, gotta, you have to apply spiritual principles to your, finance, to your finances. He says, you will be a lender and not a borrower. He will cause you to only go up and not down. What about that? Hey, every time I look around, I'm going up, up, up. Not down. I keep going up. Now, folks try to knock me down, but they can't. I keep going what? Up. Up. They hit me, I go up. They mistreat me, I go up. They fire me, I get another job and go up, up. (laughs) 
Sometimes, uh, I like what Coach Rackley said. Sometimes, a, sometimes a setback is a setup for a comeback. Remember how he said that? I can't take that. He said that. A setback. Sometimes in the sports realm, they have that. So maybe you're in a setback right now, but you don't see the big picture. Just look at Jesus. A setback ain't nothing but a setup for a comeback. If you keep that spiritual perspective, you need to write that down. Y'all looking at me like I'm cute. I ain't cute. I'm a preacher. Even your enemies cannot get the best of you. No matter where they are, you will not have to worry about your enemies since God is protecting you because of your obedience to him and his word. I close with Deuteronomy 28, 13 and 14. If you listen to these words of the Lord, your God, that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. Yes, it's in your Bible. Yeah. Ooh, did, you, did y'all hear that? It's in your Bible. Y'all don't read it. It's in there. It's in there. It's in there. And you will always, always be on top and never at the bottom. Verse 14. You must not turn away from any of the commands I am giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. And if you take these principles and apply them, God will bless your life. You come up here and give me the biggest hug a year or two from now and say, Pastor Draper, I took those principles. You probably forgot you even shared them. And I begin to live by them. And you know what? Man, those principles work. They work. They work. They work. Try Jesus. He will not fail. And all God's children said. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.